Welcome to Word on the Way, Church of the Cross's daily reading podcast. COTC is an Anglican church in and for Northeast Dawson, rooted in Scripture, guided by ancient practices, and empowered by the Holy Spirit. The next few minutes will feature a reading of Scripture appointed for today, a short reflection on it from a member of our community, and prayer informed by the passage. Our hope is that in these moments you will encounter Jesus, the Living Word. This is Nick Comiskey from Church of the Cross. This is Amanda Goen Burgess from Christ Church in Overland Park, Kansas. Good to be here. And the reading, the reading for today is Exodus 17. The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of sin, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. So they quarreled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. Moses replied, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for water there, and they grumbled against Moses. They said, why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, what am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered Moses, go out in front of the people Take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb, strike the rock, and water will come up out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel, and he called the place Massa and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us? or not. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, and they, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the name of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. He said, because hands were lifted up against the throne of the Lord, the Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amanda, thank you for joining me for this podcast. I'm great. I'm grateful that you're here, and I'm glad that our community is going to get to uh, meet you a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be here. So why don't you talk a little bit about what you do in Kansas City and how long we've known each other or stuff like that? Yeah. Um, so I'm originally from Nashville, went to seminary in Pittsburgh, met Nick there. I think we overlapped like a year, 20 About a year. Yeah. Like that made some cool memories in Kenya and Uganda. That was, that was an awesome trip that we did with seminary. Um, I was ordained to the priesthood in 2012 in Pittsburgh, and I'm now on staff at Christ Church in the Kansas City area and been here for six years. 
because of Nick Comiskey, essentially, like Nick told me about the job and I mean, really offered me the job, which is just crazy. So that was six years ago. And, um, you know, I do normal priest stuff like preaching and celebrating, but I also kind of oversee pastoral care and do a lot of like mental health support groups and grief groups, which I really love. So, yeah, that's like, I bet, I bet that stuff's been, been meaningful this year, oh, this challenging absolutely. year. Yeah, it's been great. We've done a lot of zoom stuff and some like in-person with masks. Um, oh, so that's awesome. Yeah. People really need it right now for sure. Cool. Well, yeah, let's dig in. Let's dig into the passage. So Exodus 17 is, uh, I should say, this incident uh, in the in uh, Rephidim, Rephidim, whatever, takes place about halfway between Israel's journey from the Red Sea to Mount Sinai. So there's the, we're in the book of Exodus. The children of Israel are traveling to the promised land, and they stop in Rephidim. They have just gotten the quail and the manna in the desert. But as we heard in the first half of the chapter, the section that I read, uh, they were not happy. And Moses uh, struck the rock and water came out. But I, I, I wonder if we could focus a little bit on the latter half, the section that you read, Amanda, and the battle between uh, the children of God led by Joshua and the Amalekites. Not a good time to be an Amalekite. Uh, and uh, I just have a couple questions maybe for you. I'd love to hear you kind of respond to this. So. Yeah. We, we know that, uh, you know, the warfare that we engage with as believers is not literal. Uh, and in the New Testament, a lot of this imagery is kind of transposed and it's in the, the spiritual realm, right? We do not flesh, we do not fight against flesh and blood. Um, and I just wondered, Amanda, like, where have you seen spiritual warfare play out in your life and ministry? Is that something you think about? Is that like, yeah, just any kind of thoughts you have about that? Never think about it. No. Um, I think about it a lot, actually. Um, that's, wow, that is a, it's a heavy question, but it's a good one. I mean, I think I can't help but think about 2020, just the last year in particular. Um, I've seen just in terms of isolation and the loneliness that comes up because of that and kind of mental health issues triggered, you know, speaking of mental health support groups, um, I think you know, hopelessness, et cetera. Like, I don't think that comes from God. I think those are all opportunities for the enemy to kind of take what, um, what isn't true and bend it just enough to look true. Like, oh, it's always going to be this way, that kind of thing. Um, thankfully, we're sort of coming out of the bigger restrictions. And so I think that that will help a lot. But I also think the isolation can lead to really destructive temptation. Um, and I just, I think about this term acedia, which means like the noonday demon, um, kind of not quite synonymous with depression, but similar, just losing interest in the things that we love. And I think this year has led a lot of people to that. So it's like a year long acedia almost. Um, I've, I've also seen in terms of like politics, gender, race, whether or not to wear a mask for crying out loud, like I just think, you know, the enemy's kind of stirred people up around these things. And I love something I heard on a podcast I really love called The Mocking Cast. You may have heard it, Nick. They talked about judgment without nuance. And I see that so often, just that we, we tend to judge each other without understanding the nuances of our differences of opinion. And so... I feel like I'm kind of going on and on. I hope that's okay. No, you're good. I'm muted. So just do whatever you want. All right. Okay. I will. But 
Um, and so, you know, we're quick to kind of take things personally when we would be wise to kind of pause and, you know, pray that prayer of St. Francis, Lord, help me to seek to understand rather than to be understood, you know, in the midst of what almost seems like babble. <laughs> it's like confusing of languages, although we understand the same language, we don't understand the nuances behind it. But, you know, thanks be to God, the spirit has come so we can be given understanding. So I yeah. hope no, that's good. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, it, it is. Yeah, all the, the things go all the noise in our world becomes such opportunity for the enemy to wage war against us. Yeah. And we have to like, with the spirit and with the word of God kind of like do battle back, you know, mm -hmm. uh, not against people, but against those kinds of temptations. That's right. Um, well, I think like the most striking image uh, in my mind from this passage is Moses holding up his hands and the battle kind of hinging upon Moses's ability to keep his arms lifted up. And uh, it says in verse 12, uh, Moses's hands grew tired, not surprisingly. And, uh, and even after sitting down, he still was unable to keep them up. So uh, Aaron and her, and I, I read in a commentary that tradition thinks that her was maybe Moses's uh, brother-in-law. So his natural brother, Aaron, and his brother-in-law, her kind of coming alongside him holding up his hands and allowing the Israelites to have victory. Uh, anything from that image jump out at you, Amanda? Any thoughts about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess first and foremost, I think about the staff, like holding up the staff. Um, and, you know, that could be, some people say it's like emblematic of prayer. When he's holding it up, he, it means he's praying. When he drops it, he's not praying. This is just speculation too. Um, or obviously it could be symbolic of power, God's power. I mean, I'm sure you can think of lots of instances where the staff was used to bring about God's power, like the, the Nile turning to blood or the staff becoming a snake, things like that. Um, but, you know, like you were talking about, Nick, when Moses's arms grow tired, Aaron and her come alongside him and they don't just hold up one arm, they hold up both. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever like tried to hold both arms out for like a minute or two, I mean, it's really, really hard. It's really painful. It sounds like like CrossFit or something. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I was gonna say like during the the lockdown, I did all these YouTube workouts, and arm workouts are always like tons of arm circles, and your arms get so tired. And so I can just imagine Moses holding out his arms for a day. And so Aaron and her, it's interesting that they hold up both arms. You know, because originally he's just like holding up the staff. And so all that to say, um, I was thinking about that image. And, you know, you have on top of a mountain, a leader of a nation, um, as long as his arms were outstretched and up, the victory against the Amalekites is won. And there were also people on either side of him, people, you know, kind of, it makes me think of the criminals, on either side of Jesus. And I think, you know, just sort of going, at, going back to something that I forgot to say earlier, the Old Testament never only points to itself. It always points beyond itself to Christ. And I think here we actually begin to see a hint of the cross because again, leader of a nation, arms outstretched, people on either side of him, um, almost prefiguring what the cross looked like where you have Jesus, you have him lifted up with his arms outstretched, people on either side of him. Um, and of course, in this case, we have a victory won over a battle, but in that case, the ultimate victory 
is won. And so we're beginning to get this image of what that victory looks like. And I love what the church father uh, Chrysostom said in one of his homilies. He said, when the Amalekites warred in Mount Sinai, the hands of Moses were supported, being stayed up by Aaron and her standing on either side of him. But when Christ came, he of himself stretched forth his hands upon the cross. He did it himself. Have you ever observed how the type was given, but the truth came? And so in this, we see in Moses, we see a type. In Jesus, we see the truth. We see the fulfillment um, as he, you know, put up his hands willingly and is helped only by the nails, which, of course, just inflicted more pain. Um, so, yeah, we see the victory won. Man, that, that, that will preach, as the kids say. That was, uh, that's pretty good, Amanda. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, okay, I have one final question. Nothing to do with the Bible. When I, when I think of you and when I, when I talk about you with my friends, uh, when I think about uh, all the great priests I know in our, in our tribe, I say Amanda has the, the best musical taste of any priest I've ever met. So uh, you have to give me one music recommendation for the benefit of those who are listening to this podcast. Any, any song or anything in particular you'd recommend? Yeah, well, thank you for saying that, first and foremost. I definitely, um, you've got great musical taste too, Nick, so, so there you go. Um, I, could I just talk about a song? Please, yeah. Okay, so this is kind of, this is my current anthem, and I'll just say this. It's pretty rare that a song or a movie or a book or whatever comes along that I want to play over and over and over again or read over and over and over again. And so if a song comes along, every time I hear it, I want to play it on repeat. I know it's like, hits something too deep for words, right? So there's this song, it's called um, uh, Impossible Weight. And it's by Deep Sea Diver, is that familiar to you? Uh, Jessica Dobbs, and she features Sharon Van Etten. And I, I will say I have a special place in my heart for Sharon because she was like the barista at this little coffee shop outside of Nashville back then. Wow, in that's very cool. And she was like so sweet, so kind, but also super cool and completely unpretentious. And I was like, oh, she's like my favorite barista. And now she's Sharon Van Etten. I mean, she was then, but like she's, you know, she's awesome. So there is that like sentimental attachment, but also just as a standalone, this song is like a power ballad for giving up on people pleasing or impressing people who are impossible to impress. And you know, it's two amazing women with amazing voices. It comes from this like raw, emotional, honest place. So I love it. That's amazing. All right. Uh, would you pray just in light of, uh, I didn't ask you to do this beforehand, but in light of uh, our reading from Exodus 17 and uh, the victory that we have in Christ, would you just, yeah, would you pray just to close us out? Absolutely. God, we just thank you so much for your word. Um, thank you that these are not just words on a page, but they point to something um, so beautiful and so powerful and so unimaginable, um, at least in terms of how limited our imaginations are. And God, I just pray, you know, when I think about people struggling with hopelessness or divisiveness or whatever it happens to be, Lord, I pray that you would give them hope and I pray that you would bring about unity and uh, just Pray that your spirit would be known and evident in their lives and the lives of all the people on this podcast today. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. Check out cotcaustin.org to learn more about our community or to connect with us further.
You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.